Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll discuss a backlog of applications for the Cash Advance program. Also, we'll get an update on seating south of the border. Up first in today's country comment, the president of the Manitoba Government and General Employees Union, Michelle Goronsky, will join us to talk about layoffs at Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. Time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. It's been revealed that Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation is being required to reduce its workforce expenses by 20% as part of the government's effort to cut spending during the COVID-19 pandemic. I got reaction from Michelle Goronsky, President of the Manitoba Government and General Employees Union. What we've been led to believe, or what we're understanding at this point, is that there is an intention to lay off either 12 or 13 um, members or workers from masks, no matter what, um, to be able to save between 10 and 38 other jobs. Uh, the employees have to agree to take a 15% cut in their salary by taking 35 days off without pay. So, in other words, they would be funding their own um, work uh, stability, I guess, is the word I'd be using. We know that there have been many, uh, there have been um, cuts through attrition over the last couple of years. There's been a number of them. So anybody that has retired or has left, moved on to another work, those positions have not been filled. They're not posted. They are just automatically deleted. We know that there's a minimum of 60,000 acres in the province of Manitoba, is what I'm told by one of the adjusters, that does need to be, um, they need to go out and look at the crops for the farmers right now. From last year, it hasn't been completed yet. So we've got farmers that are waiting for the adjusters to go out and uh, check out the crops so that they can actually get their insurance, they can get the coverage that they require to allow them to go into seeding this year. We don't understand. There, we know there's not a need for this. There, there is work. There's work coming out. Um, for, for these folks, they are telling us they are overworked at this point. Um, they are in the process of hiring adjusters all across the province because there is a shortage of workers. They have gone out and started to uh, hire summer students, which that's great if you're in good times and all is well. But the common sense of actually firing the father to hire the student makes no sense to any of us. We don't understand the logic behind that. If the father is not there to be able to help pay the tuition, there won't be a student. So we need to keep this together. And we are flabbergasted that the government is actually looking at, you know, this is going to affect the farming community of our province. That's the bread and butter for us. They feed Manitobans. We need those farmers. They need to have this support. So to us, there's just absolutely no logic behind doing this. They are not affected by COVID. There is no work shortage at all for any of these folks. You know, and even if they were to say that technological change has brought about, it has not brought about enough to lay off 50 workers. So, you know, again, we are trying to figure out exactly what they're doing. You've written a letter to uh, the Ag Minister as well? 
Yes, we did to Minister Pedersen. And uh, again, as most times, we are sitting back awaiting for a response other than, thank you, we've gotten your letter. Um, we believe the minister has a responsibility to every farmer in this province to be making sure that those farmers are protected and they've got the support that they need. Going forward, uh, what other measures, um, what other things are you considering? Uh, you know, we are, we're looking at, you know, the, the, the ability to grieve this, that it's not a fair and just. That was Michelle Goronsky, president of the Manitoba Government and General Employees Union. It's been revealed that MASC has been informed that it's to reduce its workforce expenses by 20% as part of the government's effort to cut spending during the COVID-19 pandemic. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. It's been revealed that Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation is being required to reduce its workforce expenses by 20% as part of the province's effort to cut spending during the COVID-19 pandemic. Michelle Goronsky is president of the Manitoba Government and General Employees Union. What we've been led to believe, or what we're understanding at this point, is that there is an intention to lay off either 12 or 13 um, members or workers from Mass, no matter what, to be able to save between 10 and 38 other jobs. Uh, the employees have to agree to take a 15% cut in their salary by taking 35 days off without pay. Goronsky has sent a letter to Ag Minister Blaine Peterson calling on the government to reverse the cuts. Canadian chicken farmers have lowered production in response to COVID-19. Lisa Bishop-Spencer is Director of Brand and Communications with Chicken Farmers of Canada. With food service being impacted so heavily by COVID, we have seen an increase at retail, but it's not enough to fill that gap. So in order to ensure that we're you know, supplying Canadians with enough chicken to meet the needs of the market, we've decided, our board of directors got together and decided that they would lower their production by 12.6% nationally for May and June, and then again by 11% for July and August. And this would allow the concerns of our value chain partners to be addressed and also to give the system a little bit more breathing room. Bishop Spencer says chicken farmers are not looking for compensation for reduced production. However, they are looking for a commitment to cover both the value of the birds and the costs related to any required depopulations due to COVID-19. And many farmers have been delayed in their seeding operations this spring. Dane Fraze is with Manitoba Agriculture. Normally with canola and soybeans, you try and target warmer soils. Uh, canola does germinate better when soils are between 6 and 9 degrees Celsius. Soybeans, we'd like the soil to be above 10 degrees Celsius. We're really hoping for a nice warm stretch of weather that's forecasted for maybe this week before those crops go in the ground. And in some places, canola has already started to be sown, but conditions allowed field access sooner in those locations. Wet fields have been causing problems for many farmers. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, May 14th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get details on this year's Egg in Motion show. And up first, we'll discuss a backlog of applications for the Cash Advance Program. The Canadian Canola Growers Association is dealing with a backlog of applications for the Cash Advance Program. Dave Gallant is the Director of Finance and Operations. Definitely things are backed up, um, as you're well aware uh, we we vacated our office in early March, uh, and part of the reason for doing that was we we wanted to preempt the possibility of having to actually shut down 
should COVID-19 break out in our office. So unfortunately, during the busiest time of the year for us and for farmers in terms of applying, uh, we were essentially almost non-operational for a couple of weeks as we were moving staff, uh, over 50 staff who do cash advances, moving them home and figuring out the technology and business processes to allow them to operate from home. So we are behind right now. Uh, we're seeing normal volumes in the springtime for farmers applying for advances, and uh, our goal right now is to get through that backlog over the next two to three weeks. How long of a wait um, is it? It's a difficult question because every advance is different. Um, you know, certainly the bigger the advance you're applying for, and depending on your advance history with us, uh, will impact how long it takes. What we have also been doing is Ottawa had put some new rules in place regarding credit worthiness this year. And so in early April, we, uh, we proposed to them some reductions in those rules. They didn't meet all our requests. However, they did meet some of them. That has sped up the process. As of last Thursday, we've put in another request to Ottawa to streamline the process for issuance to help us get through that backlog. Uh, we haven't heard back from them yet. But, uh, you know, I would say it's fair to say that, uh, you know, a number of advances are taking um, four weeks. There are some that have been taking maybe up to five weeks. We're hoping to turn that back around to the one-week turnaround time that farmers are used to. Uh, but again, we've got to work through the pile of, of advances that we were sitting on from early April now to make sure that we get through all of those. Do you have extra staff on hand to help uh, with this backlog here? Yeah, we, we actually brought in staff. Even though we were working remotely, we hired four new staff in the middle of April. Um, so as you can imagine, that's an interesting process, bringing people online and, and training them remotely. Uh, so we brought in four new staff then. We've actually added new staff again uh, beginning of May, uh, as well as all our existing staff have been working a lot of overtime. Essentially, since the end of March, we have worked hundreds of hours of overtime, days, evenings, and weekends, to try and move through the advances that we have as quickly as possible. That was Dave Gallant with the Canadian Canola Growers Association. He's the Director of Finance and Operations. He was talking about the backlog of applications for the Cash Advance Program. Egg in Motion, Western Canada's largest outdoor farm show, is moving to a new digital platform as a result of COVID-19. The new Egg in Motion Discovery Plus event is free and scheduled to run July 21st to the 25th. Today, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler talks with show director Rob O'Connor. Now, a key part of Ag in Motion, a key drawing factor for producers is the fact that they get the opportunity to actually walk through and, and see the impact, see the technology at work, see the equipment, get behind the wheel, take it for a drive. How are you addressing that? So what we've done is we've engaged with a video company to produce on our behalf the different demonstrations that we would have held through the regular Ag and Motion show. So those companies will still participate in the seeding demonstrations and in the high clearance sprayer demonstrations and whatnot. And what we'll do is we'll actually produce videos and it's not much unlike um, when a there's a professional sporting event happening like a football game. You'll have 30,000 people in the stands, but you'll still have 150,000 people at home watching the game on TV. There's still value in watching that game on TV. It's just a different type of value. So what we'll be doing is offering a different value by letting you stay at home 
and seeing this on the screen of your computer or on your phone. And those videos that we'll produce, they will be storyboarded so that we can showcase not just the piece of equipment doing a pass in the field, but actually showing the impact that it's had on the ground, showing the new different parts of that machine that make it unique and very important for farmers to consider when they want to upgrade. So we will have that video company highlight those important features of the new products that are being demonstrated, edit that so that it makes a lot of sense to the person watching it, and uh, that's how we'll now uh, have to get that information out. It'll be just like a football game that when you're watching, you'll see replays and you'll see different angles and things uh, that you can't see at the stadium. You'll be able to see some of those different things uh, better with this uh, new portal. With the ride and drive experience, I take it it's going to be like watching uh, some of the auto vehicle car reviewers uh, give their presentation on a, a new vehicle and what it's like to drive. Glenda Lee, that's exactly right. What we'll do is we'll have uh, a commentator or a narrator actually operate the piece of equipment and provide their experience back to you. So, uh, as it's not quite the same as you getting in the cab of that sprayer and driving it for a half a kilometer or so, uh, but what you'll be able to do is listen to that person who's in the cab, their experience, what they found with it. You'll still be able to see a video of how the inside of that cab works or, again, how that piece of equipment, the new features work, um, you know, perhaps how the booms move when you have to turn or go over uneven ground. So we'll have all that laid out for you in the video with the Ride and Drives as well. I've been talking with Rob O'Connor, the show director for Ag in Motion. Ag in Motion moving to a digital platform this year for Golden Glass. I'm Glenda Lee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glenda Lee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada has been postponed. Cropsapalooza 2020 scheduled for July in Carberry has been cancelled. The Manitoba Summer Fair in Brandon has been cancelled. The Red River Exhibition has also been cancelled. And the 66th Manitoba Threshermen's Reunion and Stampede, which was to take place near Austin, has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, seeding in the U.S. is moving ahead nicely. Neil Townsend is with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Seeding is progressing very well in the U.S. I mean, uh, we have a you know significantly uh, faster rate than last year. Right now, uh, like in terms of uh, corn progress, there's 67% planted. That's up week on week by about 16%. Uh, but the better news from a, a U.S. corn farmer standpoint is that last year at this time they were only 28% complete. So, you know, they're ahead of the five-year pace. Obviously, last year's in the five-year pace, which kind of takes it down again. So I'd say like 67% is pretty good. Soybeans are also doing way better than last year, 38% complete. Last year at this time, only 8% complete. And this was kind of the period of time where we really ground to a halt last year and like the excessive moisture and water in the U.S. corn belt was a, was a big, big story. 
On the wheat side, I mean, uh, you know, there's two things. Like, obviously, a lot of their wheat is already planted and growing. That's the winter wheat. And it's sort of uh, the hard red winter, which, you know, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Nebraska, that area, and Colorado, it's sort of been deteriorating over the last few weeks, like getting worse in terms of the percentage that's good to excellent. Uh, you know, it's been very cold, and there's been a sort of drier uh, conditions down there, so that's not necessarily good for the wheat. So we've seen that slip a bit. On the planting front, spring wheat, you know, uh, again, North Dakota, Minnesota, Montana, those kinds of areas, it is proceeding a little bit slowly. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if the cold weather necessarily throws people off or, or what what is the particular reason, but uh, I guess they want a certain soil temperature and they're not quite getting it, so it's proceeding slowly. And, you know, we've had that cold weather in Western Canada as well. That was Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions talking about seeding in the U.S. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The president of the Manitoba Government and General Employees Union is questioning the reasoning behind intended layoffs at Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. Michelle Goronsky says she sent a letter to Manitoba Agriculture Minister Blaine Peterson. As most times, we are sitting back awaiting for a response other than, thank you, we've gotten your letter. We believe the minister has a responsibility to every farmer in this province to be making sure that those farmers are protected and they've got the support that they need. It's been revealed that MASC is being required to reduce its workforce expenses by 20% as part of the province's effort to cut spending during the COVID-19 pandemic. Goronsky says there is an intention to lay off either 12 or 13 workers from MASC and administration employees will have to agree to take 35 days off without pay. Farmers have been having a tough time getting out in the field this spring. Dane Fraze is with Manitoba Agriculture. Manitoba seeding progress has been slower than previous years to date. Uh, We've had a cool, wet start to the 2020 season, as well as some crops left in the field from fall of 2019. So right now, the provincial average is sitting at about 9% seeding complete. On average, versus last year, we were at 20 and the three-year average at 25% for this time. Wet fields have been causing problems for many producers. And cooler weather in parts of the U.S. has slowed down spring planting for some crops. Neil Townsend is with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Spring wheat, you know, uh, again, North Dakota, Minnesota, Montana, those kinds of areas, it is proceeding a little bit slowly. You know, I'm not sure if the cold weather necessarily throws people off or, or what what is the particular reason, but I guess they want a certain soil temperature and they're not quite getting it, so it's proceeding slowly. And, you know, we've had that cold weather in Western Canada as well. Townsend says crops like corn and soybeans are ahead of last year. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.